0: You're listening to Wild Takes presented by 10,000 Takes. Oh, Now the fans are calling Bougard. Bougard saying, I can't wait to get on the ice to be somebody else.
1: And I am going to try and Breeze through this. So let's uh let's rock and roll. Okay, cool. All right. And uh three, two. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by ten thousand takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev, and with me today is my Whip Smart co-host, Voss. Voss, how the hell are you?
0: Oh, I'm fantastic. Besides, you know, us losing to the desert monkeys as I I like to call them the coyotes desert monkeys yeah it's a new one i'm i'm trying it out also flying hawks instead of fighting hawks spread the sure, word sure. but um yeah other than that fantastic had the day off love and life
1: nice all right sick um yeah i i'm in agreement with you there uh it has been lovely um well let's use that and transition into stick taps honestly cuz i think both of our stick taps have to do with the wilds Most recent uh, loss in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Mine, of course, I want to give a stick tap to Ryan Reeves. Revo recorded a Gordie Howe hat trick. He's been close a couple of times this year, but by golly, he finally did it. And I'm so proud of him. So Uh, beautiful. It is the first one in a while for the wild. Do you know who had the last one? I don't,
0: but I feel like
1: you could probably guess is it Hartman. It's not, but that's a great guess. Is it Felino? It is Felino. There um, it is. Two seasons ago in the, in, fe- I don't remember the exact time, but it was February of 20, uh, 2021.
0: Okay. That doesn't surprise me. It was either one of the two. I was going to be honest. Like, yeah. nobody else I would see getting that Gordy hat trick.
1: No, it's been, it's been a hot minute. The Wilder uh, not particularly well known for their uh, riches of, of Gordy Howe hat tricks. I think the last one before Felino was like 10 or 11 years.
0: Oh yeah. It's been kind of a little bit, it's a, it's been long, but again, if there's anyone to do it, it's Reeves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what you bring him in here for. Exactly. Well, I'm going to do a bonus stick tap because uh, Marat, the piss missile, who's Nadinov is a fucking man. (laughs) Um, Yes. For anybody that hasn't seen it, holy shit. My favorite player in the wild prospect system that is not currently in North America Marat, the piss missile who's in Dinov I love him I love my I love everything he's about he literally dove to block a slap shot with his face oh and he is if you have not seen the picture I will not be posting it it is disgusting is it gross
0: is it big oh it's
1: horrible he's missing half of his lip and uh, this is in the KHL playoffs he is he he literally he literally comes skating across and dives trying to just like get you know get it and he doesn't he doesn't get hit in the face with a puck he gets hit in the face with the blade of the stick and um blood everywhere everywhere and he absolutely gets a totally busted face goes into the room comes back out with a fishbowl like 20 minutes later absolute legend this is what hockey is i love that kid cannot wait for him to be in the wild uniform God, he is so good. I love the piss missile. Oh
0: my god, I'm literally like Oh!
1: Yeah, yeah it's bad.
0: Oh! Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's Jesus bad. Christ.
1: Christ. Yeah.
0: Christ. That's bad. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: It's it's bad. I told you. If you want to go looking for it, search Murat Huznadinov uh, Slapshot Face I guess. And, yeah, uh, maybe. It'll, it'll pop up. It's, uh, it is dicey. Um, also I know Spoke Z tweeted out the clip and then I think tweeted out the, um, the picture. So go check him out as well. We love Spoke Z.
0: We love Spoke Z in this house.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Moving on. Boss, what's your stick tap this week?
0: Um, uh, my stick, stick, stick tap is obviously you guys know this is coming. Um, Connor Dewar scoring last night. Yeah. Listen, listen. Yeah, he did. I didn't. I wasn't actually watching the game because I was just coming back from UNO hockey because I covered it for her dot sports and I was coming and like rushing up the stairs and all of a sudden like I go on Twitter and I'm getting blown up. Like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, What's going on? And then of course I see Dewey Two scored and I had a little breakdown. And it was very it was very nice. And I did even say in my prediction yesterday that he would score. So he did. Double stick tap.
1: And I, it took every, it took a bunch of uh, willpower from me to not text you and be like, "Is he gonna score with you?" And then, uh, <laughs> oops, you yeah, should have not- done
0: that. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> nah, it would have been. We don't want to make it seem like you're just a puck bunny because it's so true, much, though. You are a puck bunny, but you're so much more than that.
0: It, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, like honestly, don't realize that it's a lot of like a big bit. You know. Because it started on the wild take, started on this podcast, so right. it, I, yeah. it ran with it. But a lot of people think I'm just like a crazed fan, and people don't know that I do it mainly now because, like, well, I started it, I can't stop it. Like, yeah, he's my favorite player, but I've got to keep doing it. But it's a big bit,
1: to be honest. It's a big bit. <laughs> oh, for sure, definitely. We, you know, we are. What are we without bits in our lives?
0: It, w- boring.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Uh, I, I actually caught a little bit of flack last night. Um, because I was watching the Oscars as I often do. And, uh, and by often, I mean literally every, every Oscars for the last 20 years. Um, that's my Don't thing. I love the Oscars. I love watching them. And I was still watching on the wild game on my phone. So it's like, you know, I just had ADD basically going on the whole time. Uh, sorry. I, I watched it was, uh, it was ugly. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, but first, yep. uh, cup clinks Voss. What's your cup clink this week?
0: My cup clink is Alcohol being sold in grocery stores and gas stations in Nebraska, <laughs> so sick. It's like I changer. it's it, it is to be honest. You kind of realize how dumb Minnesota is for not doing that. Like and it's full percentage, right? Like I went to my Walmart yesterday. There was Tito's, there was Bushlight, there was wine everywhere. We're talking the whole nine yards. So that was clutch, and it is clutch. But it's also I could now see why, you know, what Nebraskans do. Like, there's nothing else to do. It's a bunch of corn, so they just go drink. Like, it's easily accessible, so I get yeah. it.
1: Yeah, filter that corn out into some whiskey or some vodka and, you know. Yeah, that's how the they bag. do it. Did just, was that a spit tune?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my beatboxing.
1: Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, Yeah, no, sick. Um, my, uh, my, my cup clink this week is that uh, I literally found – Some uh, Minnesota Wild Cups. Uh, So if you're watching this on Spotify video or YouTube, you can see that I have uh, held up a cup to the camera. And it's from the 2011-12 season. And, yeah, my parents came into town um, this past weekend. And they, well, they found them, I guess, is the more accurate thing to say. But now I have three of these bad boys. They are uh, real tall boys. They're probably 24 ounces. And this is what I'll be drinking out of uh, while I watch... Wild games. I just retap my kegerator and we are good to go.
0: You got a kegerator? I sure do. <laughs> You're kidding. That's goals.
1: That was a birthday gift from my wife like three years ago. It was fantastic. Oh my God.
0: Hell yeah. Honestly, I have so many of those cups. But the thing about it, they don't make them that big unless they're pop. Like yeah. they don't oh, yeah. you know what I mean? They're now tall and skinny. And like mm-hmm. we, no, we went I... to the Stanley Cup game playoff last year mm-hmm. and we got beer, but my dad didn't know they were in like the
1: Like 16 ounces or whatever, the little ones, yeah, or like
0: the ones that you take home and they're like Mm -hmm. super plastic and whatever. And they were like $25.
1: Yep, yeah, those souvenir cups, uh, stupid, yeah, that's how they make make their money and pay everybody, you know, what they're owed, I guess. Anyway, (laughs) uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh crazy. I, I actually think, um, if I remember correctly, I actually think that this is from, um, when Nick Letty returned to play the Wild for his first game. I think that's where I got these uh, because it was the 2011-12 season. Mm -hmm. Um, I was already in college, and so it would have been, yeah, like two years after he joined the league or a year or two into his tenure with the Blackhawks. And I remember that they did like an Eden Prairie night at the XL Center to like welcome not the whole not not the X but like a bunch of a, a bunch of people from Eden Prairie.
0: Yeah, went all over,
1: went and had a section that Letty bought lower bowl tickets for, and it was this like really uncomfortable thing of like we are here to support a Blackhawks player, but uh, but
0: we're Minnesota Wild fans, but
1: we're not really going to root for the Blackhawks. So yeah, it was a very uncomfortable feeling. I don't know for sure that that's the game that those came from, but I'm pretty sure that it is mm-hmm. because. Uh, that was during the winter break of my freshman year of college. And that's what season this was. So who knows? Hard to say for sure.
0: That's literally happened though. With like Nathan Smith last year, we went to uh, the wild game where they played the coyotes and Nathan Smith was playing and he literally got done that year when, you know, we lost the national championship and he was like, boom, next day out, um, and signed. And then we went to the X and everyone was wearing their Mav stuff, but we were yeah. also cheering for the coyotes and Ooh, I, yeah, thats awkward. it was weird. It was weird.
1: Yeah. No. Um, the other. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's. Uh, that's that's my cup clink this week. Um, let's let's get into the main show because um, we uh, we need to talk. It's a very serious discussion. Unfortunately, oh, um, God. we had recorded and produced the last episode of Wild Takes after Caril had been injured, but before we knew the severity of it. By now, we know. He is out three to four weeks with a lower body injury. Um, I'm not a medical doctor. I've not seen it, but it looks like either a groin or a Mm -hmm. knee injury. Um, If it's a knee, that's actually weirdly probably a good thing for his uh, sooner return because it means he didn't tear anything and you can heal a sprain pretty easily. But if it's a groin, that actually could be a longer lingering issue. Um, Hopefully, that's not the case. And hopefully, you know, they they just hit the wild do the right thing and just let the man rest. Uh, exactly. So he can be ready to go for the playoffs. Um, all that to say coming back um, three to four weeks from the time of the injury means that he'll be coming back with a week, week and a half left in the season, anywhere between two and five games roughly uh, left. So all of that to say, um, the wild as i mentioned on last week's podcast are have extended their point streak they are now 6-0 and 3 since january 8th in games where Kirill kaprizov does not register a point um they're 1-0 and 1 without him in the lineup at all um, they should be 2-0 but you know uh shit happens yep. um let's uh let's talk a little bit about these uh these last the, the last two games here both in san jose and arizona let's start with arizona because we've already touched on it a little bit That game was ugly as hell. (laughs) Dewey 2 scored. Revo got a Gordy. That's pretty sick. And that's about where the excitement of the game stops. <laughs>
0: that's literally all it is, is exactly what you said. You know, Dewey 2 for me, getting a goal, absolutely fantastic electric, because it doesn't happen a lot. And it was like a regular goal. It yeah. wasn't a shorthanded goal, <laughs> which doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously Revo doing Revo things. But this game was hard. And I think a lot of people didn't anticipate that the Coyotes would come out with as hard as they did. Um, And I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, the Wild always play down. The Wild always play down. I don't think that's the case right now. Uh, I think the Coyotes were just playing lights out. And, you know, like Danksy has mentioned in a lot of tweets that they're very lethal at Mullet Arena. Uh, I know it's smaller. I know whatever. But they're very lethal. And I think that was the case yesterday of, like, us without Kirill. And maybe not being able to hang, and then Gus wasn't his normal Gus self. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be just because he wasn't in the right headspace, or because you know they were just playing that well. Um, but it, it it was hard. It was hard, and we weren't. It's not like we weren't scoring. Like we were. It just they were scoring more.
1: Yeah, actually, weirdly enough, the Wild's scoring the two games without Kaprizov has gone up. Part of that is because yeah. they're playing bottom feeder teams. Um, You know, not trying to suggest that the you know, the real wild take would be to suggest that the, uh, you know, the wild are struggling because Kirill Kaprizov is scoring too much. Um, <laughs> that would be the real insane way to, to, to take that. But yeah, <laughs> that would no. be funny. but um, the, the team has improved, uh, not improved, but they've, they've gotten better with their secondary scoring without Kaprizov because there's literally no other option. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the fourth line, and the uh, Middleton Spurgeon combo specifically because holy shit, those five dudes have been playing their asses off lately. Um, the fourth line at one point, they all, they all, I think they, yeah, they all finished with two points. Dewar and Revo each obviously had a goal and an assist. And then uh, Shaw had two goal, two assists. I mean, um, and they were dominating play. They were dominating possession. You'd love to see it. It's exactly what you want out of a fourth line. Um you know, is just your 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 big guys against their big guys, and see who who turn you know who does well. And turns out our big guys are pretty skilled when the uh, the time comes. And the um the Spurgeon Middleton combo has been sensational. So good, just so like,
0: good, and like unexpected, maybe almost. I don't know
1: they've i mean they've been ludicrously good to the point where the 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 two of them have not allowed a goal against in like four games i think it's like 170 minutes of ice time
0: it's it's unreal if you look at the stats and also like I think that has to go with a lot of the guys knowing they have to step up. You know, this mm-hmm. is a now or never do or die situation without Kirill Kaprizov, who does a lot more than just score goals for this team. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the biggest thing with this fourth line that we're seeing and all these guys, they're stepping up. You know, you can say a lot of the times, like, we need to do this, we need to do this, but they're really showing that they don't want to lose what they had because, obviously, with where we were, we were tied with Dallas, and Dallas had a game in hand. And then to have our best player injured is a ball buster. But Mm -hmm. uh, the only way that we can lose is if they don't try and don't step up. So I'm really proud of them. But yeah, Yeah. mid Z -Z and Spurge Spurge is beautiful, beautiful.
1: And I do want to make an amendment. I just looked it up because I thought when I came out of my mouth, I realized it didn't sound quite right. So I looked it up. It has been 13 games since the Middleton Spurgeon combo have allowed a goal against during five on five play. And in that time span, they have they have over two hundred and four minutes of ice time in thir- in in those games. That is unbelievable.
0: That's a stat line. Oh my God. I thought the yeah. I thought the other one was great. That one is
1: Yeah, it was even better than I thought. So I need to give them credit. I also need to give credit where credit is due. That stat comes courtesy of our pal, Brett Marshall. Um yeah, no, they're unbelievable. They're very, 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 very good. Um now, their other the other like points of emphasis I guess uh from the game um Gus is human that's you know yep to be expected but it's a bummer um the defense actually I thought played pretty well overall mm-hmm. um but Gus just had a rough night but that happens you know it's one yeah, game yeah
0: i think and i think a thing to talk about too is that um, you know, with Flurry doing so well, and it almost it's like flashbacks to me of last year with Talbot and Flurry. Um, he's doing so well, and maybe Gus is thinking him over his head or something. You know, goalies can have bad nights too. It's not like you're going to be perfect every single time and every single time you step on the ice. Um, so I, I just think, yeah, you can't, don't do the Minnesota wild thing or just even the Minnesota thing where you have one bad game and you go, oh, my God, I knew this sucks. Everything mm-hmm. sucks. Like, don't do not do that.
1: Like, no, it's – yeah. Gus, I mean, is,
0: he, Gus is still our guy. And, and Fleury is too. They're both playing amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. And, you know, Wild fans, Minnesota fans, Wild fans in particular, love to be miserable dicks about things. <laughs> um, Always. So just, like, you know, just, like, fight the urge to chirp the goalie for a bad game. He knows. We know. The mm-hmm. one thing that I think – one of the things that I think is the best – about this goaltending room is how accountable the two of them are flurry in particular, but like Gus also like they're the first ones to be like, Oh yeah, I played like shit. Like there was a game where exactly. there was a game where flurry had like a, you know, a, he had a positive goal saved above expected, but he was, he still let in like three. And, and I don't even remember this was like a month or two ago before his little, his, his little mini hot streak started the wild lost, but it was not because of flurry. Like he was the only reason that it wasn't uglier and uh, excuse me and anyway he took accountability saying like you know the reason we lost is because i let in three and blah 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 like you know it's on me when the reality is like the forwards couldn't generate offense and you know it's frustrating all that to say flower's been very good of late gus has been sensational pretty much since december one bad game really doesn't change anything nope and you know it's good to – you don't want to say it's good to see a little bit of adversity, but it's better now than, like, you know, say, game two of the playoffs.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: you know, just rinse and repeat uh, what the process was beforehand. Bury it. Move on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. Obviously, the bullshit boarding call on on uh, the Lizard Kings or Corello and the that weird Folino injury. It sounds like Moose yeah. is going to be – Okay. Well, he was
0: going down the water slide today, so I think he's fine.
1: Yeah. it sounds. <laughs> you like know what gonna... I mean?
0: If you look yeah. at the Twitter, like, he was going down the water slides because the guys have a, a day off in Arizona, so they're all going down and just being dudes, which is, like, honestly, I think so important <laughs> because, like, I don't care if anyone's like, why aren't you practicing? Like, they, they yeah. need to have fun. They need to be bros. Absolutely.
1: Uh, but
0: he was deaf <laughs> going down and looking like he was having the time of his life, so I don't think of the injuries. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um no, I I I'm with you 100%. And, you know, the Wild are in one of their rare stretches where they have more than a day between games. Mm-hmm. So, it's good to see that, you know, that they're out and about doing a little bit of team bonding, some team chemistry. There's a lot of new faces in the uh in the area. So, it's good to have everybody kind of hop in together. Um yeah, it's uh it's all it's all good things. But um yeah, I think the Wild will be will be in good shape. Uh, and then the only thing I really wanted to talk about from the Sharks game, because otherwise that was, I don't want to call it a boring game because the Wild yeah. did score five goals, but it was an uneventful game, I think is maybe the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, the Svechnikov bullshit where he started fucking with Flower and then Moose started fucking with him and he started fucking with Flower again. Yep. And then Moose and Flower just shut his shit up. Um, and then like, that was like one of those like, yeah, what's the TikTok trend where it's, like, they, they, they like, zoom in. And it's, like, and you could tell at this moment, he, he fucked up. up. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you could seriously, like, zoom in on that because, I mean, from that moment on, the Wild scored, I think, four. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was, either, like... It was either three or four. It was, like, 1-1 like one, one or 2-1, mm-hmm. and I think the final was 5-2, and... Like, you could just tell that Svechnikov, he's sitting in the box all pissy that he's the only one in the box when it was 100% all his fault. You I
0: don't, don't I, mess with the goalie, the number one rule. Don't you. mess with the goalie. Like, come on, man. And then I he's always, pissed off because he's like, I do, oh, oh, da, da, da. like, yeah. what are you
1: doing? I always feel biased saying that because, like, I'm the goalie, but, like, you yeah, don't but fuck still. with goalies. You don't fuck with goalies. It's like the one You rule. just don't.
0: It's even if you, like, suddenly, like, make a flinch towards them or, like, Bring your stick up, like you will have the players on your ass faster than anything. Also, side note in this, that's something that I've been thinking about since Karel's injury. Why didn't Revo or Hartman like stand up for the boy? Like, why was there no like altercations after, like, or anything? I don't know. Like, I know that's not, it's not worth it to get like, you know, a penalty or whatever, but like, usually nine out of 10 times, like, you'll see like players stand up
1: for their other like other players so that was just right weird to me so i have a theory on this okay i have thought a little bit about it we we zuch and i touched on it a little bit but not a ton mm-hmm. the um code so to speak would be to have your if you're if one of their big you know one of their big guys goes and takes out your star the code the unofficial, you know the the whatever uh would suggest that your your big guys, your enforcers would go and take out one of their big guys, you know, one of their stars rather mm-hmm. than like go after Logan Stanley. Um and I think that that's just not the way that this team wants to operate. Like they don't want to be headhunters essentially,
0: which okay. is good. I mean, I think yeah, it's a good no, that's thing. Good.
1: I think that, you know, if this is the playoffs things probably change pretty dramatically and I'm certain that the April 11th game against the Jets has been circled. Yep. And, you know, the whole, like, putting money on the board in the room thing. Like, there's going to be a lot of money on the board on April 11th. Um, I'm very, very confident in that. But I think in the moment, um, the Wild either realized that what happened with Logan and Kirill is, like, a weird accident, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And just, like, not worth retaliation. Or... The officials came and said, "If there's any retaliation, we're gonna be watching for, it, and we're gonna absolutely like penalize the hell out of everybody." We're talking yeah, sussies. So then
0: they're like, "Okay, like yeah. let's not do this." Mm, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I just th- it was something that I like saw on Twitter and like TikTok too, and I thought about, it, and I was like, "Huh, like yeah. why?" And I don't,
1: is this- I don't, I don't know. I'm just some dickhead in North Carolina. Well, with you with played hockey American
0: though. Title. Like this is my things. I never played hockey. I don't no, know the I, inner workings. No, no, no. Of that I, stuff. I
1: I, I want to be very clear. I played pond hockey. I was never at that level. <laughs> I was never Still. I, I was never and never any good.
0: Still, I didn't play an ounce of hockey. And all I know is like what goes on behind the scenes for hockey, you know, because I covered MSU, but I guess mm-hmm. maybe we'll just we'll have Max Veach on and we'll have him like run through what goes on inside a yeah. hockey player's mind. Yeah,
1: have it do the, the real code shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's take a, let's take a real quick break and then let's talk about what's coming up with the, uh, the wild schedule here. All right, sweet. So yeah, um, let's talk a little bit about the wilds upcoming schedule. Um, they're obviously in the midst of a lovely off day, have fun at the water park. Yes. <laughs> Love to see that. And on Tuesday, we assume there will be some practicing. So by the time that you're listening to this, they will probably, you know, be about to be practicing. And then, uh, on Wednesday. They have a late-night game against the Blues. Um, I just saw the time is uh, 9.30 Eastern puck drop, so (sighs) I assume that that's going to be a TNT game. Um,
0: Oh, probably.
1: I have not looked that up to double-check, so um, educated guess.
0: We're just going to assume. Yeah,
1: an 8.30 Central puck drop usually means TNT, Yep. um, especially on a Wednesday. It's at the Blues. The Blues suck. Um, So bad. But the blues always play the wild heart and they always have our number and it's annoying. And I hate them so very dearly because uh, you know, as anybody that listens to the podcast knows, that's what my, the team that my brother is a fan of. So I'm going to have to deal with his bullshit on Wednesday night.
0: I have the coworker in the office for her at sports, huge blues fan.
1: Yeah. So, okay. You you get it. Now that you're, now that you're out of Minnesota,
0: I love you, Andrew, but shut up. Like I can't (laughs) deal with it.
1: Um, now anybody that, you know, We don't like making full-on predictions, but at the Blues, even shorthanded, feels like a game that the Mm -hmm. Wild should win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you
1: at all concerned that this is going to be one of those ones that they they dump? Because I honestly am.
0: I am. I think anybody should be, again, like you said, with like... The Blues have had our number for whatever reason, just because, you know, obviously last year with the playoff run and everything, they've been mm-hmm. a team that no matter how good or bad they are, we just struggle against. And this year they're bad, and I wouldn't be surprised if, with especially without Kaprizov, that we still maybe, like, fumble the bag or lose or struggle immensely with them. Yeah. Now, um, I am not an optimistic, so I'm going to be a pessimist, and I'm going to think it's going to be a struggle but then, when they win, I'll be happy. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: No, one hundred um, percent. I am in a very similar mindset. However, I think I am looking at the. I am just. I am looking at the schedule right now, mm-hmm. and there is only so many. I mean, the Wild are not exactly in danger of falling out of the playoffs. Okay. Good. I am um, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The Wild, uh, the Predators have three games in hand. And they're the the next team out. Them in Calgary would be the next team out. Um, mm-hmm. And the Predators have three three games in hand, but the Wild have eleven points on them. Um, the mm-hmm. Wild have this, the Wild have an eleven point lead on Calgary, but they Calgary has zero games in hand. So even it basically what I'm saying is, down the stretch, it is going to be very 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 difficult for the Wild to fall out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So if we do wind up losing, I'm not going to panic, but we don't need to make a habit out of that. Um, now, later on this weekend, we have the Boston Bruins coming to town. And that's going to be the day after St. Patty's Day. So I guess the hope is that those Irish Boston fuckheads are just going to be too hungover to play. Exactly. Um,
0: too many beers. Too many green beers for them. Green you know beers. what
1: I mean? Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, we all know that that's obviously that's how that works for for the team. Um, exactly. But yeah, no, I mean the bees honestly are struggling of late. They're still eh, struggling, being a relative term. They're still an unbelievably good hockey team. Exactly. Um,
0: they're they're yeah, they're ridiculously good to be honest.
1: They're ludicrously good, and you know that I I, I'm not trying to make light of what their deal is, but like they're they've got we've got they've got 18 games left on their schedule, Mm -hmm. and they've already clinched a playoff spot.
0: That's stupid. (laughs) You're kidding.
1: And not like the worst they can get is third in the Atlantic. It's like they're ludicrously good. They could literally lose 18 games in a row uh, and still and, and still make the playoffs. And still
0: be that. See, yeah. and well, if you look at to like the Eastern Division, it, it it's just so freaking stacked mm-hmm. this year, which is absolutely crazy just to even think about. But I remember I did a TikTok and I looked at it and I was like, even if how stacked they are, Boston is still way above them. And that's saying a lot because the Mm -hmm. Eastern Division this year, I feel like, is really, really good. Yeah, I know. The
1: Eastern Conference is very good, and you're 100% right. Boston is even still heads and and tails above that. It's unreal. That being said, um, they have lost uh, two of their last three. Oh. And uh, so they lost 5-3 to the Red Wings on Sunday. But on Saturday, they beat the Red Wings 3-2. I actually watched that game. Um, It was tight the whole game Boston really? had to come back um I think they were down one at one point and they had to tie it and they won it pretty late it was tied two two with like 10 minutes in the third and then I had to go uh, so I didn't see exactly what happened but then I saw the very tail end of it where they had won three two so then the next day they go ahead and they lose five3 to the Red Wings who are not a bad team but mm-hmm. definitely not on Boston's level and then they lost their first regulation loss in forever. Uh, was to the Oilers on last oh, Thursday. Um, interesting. So they've had, they now they have two regulation losses, which, um, their last regulation loss, as I'm looking back in there, was February 11th. So they literally went almost a month without a regulation loss.
0: That's stupid.
1: That Listen, being, that's yeah.
0: stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so all that to say, trying to pump the bees' tires, the spoke to mm-hmm. is coming to town. Um, they do have a softer schedule uh, leading into that matchup. They've got the the Blackhawks and the Jets on Tuesday and Thursday. Mm. And then Saturday, of course, <clears throat> uh, they're coming to St. Paul. It's entirely possible that we do get a coasting Boston Bruins team. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to count on that. And I certainly don't think that I think even a coasting Boston team is dangerous and is not something we should be trifling with. Um, So I would love to see it. This team always finds a way to surprise us. So I'm going to guess that we, we win an absolute scrapper, but I don't feel super confident in that. Wouldn't surprise me if we also lose five, (laughs) two.
0: See, that's the biggest thing with me and like this prediction with Boston that I'm like, (sighs) Because my wild side, like the one that's like a super fan is like, okay, like obviously I want them to win. I think they're going to win. And then you look at it like realistically from me as a hockey fan and I'm like, really though? Like this is, this team is absolutely dynamic, but if there is a time for us to beat them, it is now because Mm -hmm. like you said, they've, they're in maybe a little bit of a potential slump. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, it could happen. It could happen. There
1: are seven, uh, let me look up their exact. Uh, slump isn't still very good. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, they're they're um they're eight two and o in their last ten, and we're, and that's a slump for them. Like that's ludicrous. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, they have they have ten. They have twenty percent of twenty percent of their uh, regulation losses on the season have come in the last five days. So people are saying maybe the Bruins are washed. Just, I'm, I'm not Some saying that. Some people are. I would never. Someone is saying that. But I've heard Surely. it. Surely. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> uh, Yeah, and then the next day, so we have back-to-back matinee games because mm-hmm. the next day the Washington Capitals uh, come to town. Um, honestly, that's a fantastic St. Paddy's Day lineup because right? those are probably the two drunkest teams in the league in terms of the fan bases, just with the uh, – all The Irish people that support um, the Bruins and then all the uh, Alexander Ovechkin super fans who, you know, what was the quote? Like, we're not going fucking suck this year. Like, <laughs> that man, yes, that the, the year that the Capitals won the Stanley Cup in 17, I think, uh, was the, the Alex Ovechkin was the drunkest man on the planet for oh, like, god, for I'm like not even three, surprised for like three months straight. It was fantastic.
0: Almost like the Tom Brady when he was on that party bus after he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, you now know, it, like
1: imagine that, but for three months straight. That exactly. was Alex Ovechkin. If if you didn't see it, it is worth going back and looking because it was fucking hilarious. So of course all... it's him, though. It's of course it's Ovi. Yeah, and like the whole team followed suit. Um, but yeah, all that to say, uh, that game, whatever. It's Ovi point. It's Ovi is goal hunting. Mm-hmm. That feels like a game that neither team will care about, so <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Exactly. Um, but yeah, um, all of that to say, I want to lead into this because those are going to be two day games, which means day, day drinking. drinking. Yes. Absolutely, yes. and it's St. Patty's Day weekend, so uh, Voss and I uh, mm-hmm. have worked pretty hard on this, and we have created a drinking game for St. Patrick's Day weekend. Uh, while you're watching wild hockey and you want a day drink. So uh, these are the rules. they're very simple. you may you may want to write them down but you um, need to write
0: them down get a pen and paper we'll wait.
1: Yeah all right we'll give you two seconds here and definitely do we'll definitely we'll definitely be the ones to wait and not you know something that you could like I don't know pause yeah, you could you could
0: pause and, it yeah I know we'll, we'll just no, no, wait no. for you. We're gonna wait because we're nice people.
1: Yeah so now that we're done waiting. Here's rule number one. take a sip if the wild win a faceoff. Um, the wild are a sub 50% faceoff team. Uh, we actually the Bruins I am pretty sure are the number one team in the league in faceoffs and the capitals are probably like below average, but they're still better than the wild because the wild are not not good exactly. uh, at, at winning faceoffs. So every time that we do we celebrate, take a sip. uh okay. then. Take a drink, um, take a drink every time there's a tarps off interview. So
0: hopefully Jake plays good and then we can drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If mid if Midzy does it, you know one hundred percent that he'll do one. Exactly. Um, And then, you know, who it just depends on who else is uh is going out there, but it's not out of the norm. Um rule number three drink if someone is sitting on the tiny chair and being interviewed for the uh for the radio show. We We love love the tiny tiny chair chair bit. We love the tiny chair bit. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Rule number four, take a shot for every penalty for either team. Yep, that's going to be a tough one. It could be. Or it could be not. Um, The Wild, their last couple games, have uh, actually not had a ton of penalties. Oh, Um, okay. uh, They've had, you know, a lot, but not relative to But not as much as you'll get sloshed, I mean. Right. Well, relative to how many they had been giving up, um, the rest of the year. Um, this one actually could be a very dangerous uh, game because in the Arizona game, they obviously logged a shit ton of penalties. Yeah. Uh, both teams. <laughs> Ridiculously. I mean, we're, we're talking almost 60 minutes of PIMS between the two teams. Um, but in the previous games leading up to uh, uh, now I'm looking at it before Kirill was injured, there was only one or two penalties a game for each mm-hmm. team. Uh, since Kirill's been injured, there's been anywhere between three and eight. <laughs> so this could be dangerous. <laughs> um, but what is St. Patrick's Day, if not an opportunity to drink a little bit too much?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you see the young kids with their Borgs or whatever they call yeah. it that I oh, don't God. understand. To yeah. this day.
1: Oh, I know all about Borgs. Um, I no idea. I don't actually at all. But, you know. It did remind me. Uh, I saw the story of uh, that came out about, uh, you know, it's a bad day to be a Borg at the University of Massachusetts and stuff. Yeah. And it reminded me of a time in Auburn where there's a little event called the Auburn Rodeo. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You There's a literal rodeo. And then at the end of the night, there's a, uh, a country music concert. Okay. And you basically you start you drive out to this field. You park your truck. And you just drink until you start at about 7 a.m. And you just drink until uh, the night is over, which is usually about 11 p.m. So it's a long day of day drinking. And my first and only time at the Auburn Rodeo, I prepared myself uh, basically a borg. I prepared myself a gallon of margarita. (laughs) And I don't remember anything that happened after about 1 p.m.
0: This literally sounds like we have this thing called Bebo. It's exactly what you just descripted, like Blue Earth Blackout. Hell it yeah. was the same thing. The first first year goes out to a random field. Like there's a barn there and we start like, the same thing. Drinking from this point to this point. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, I'm underage at this point.
1: Ooh. So naughty. I can't
0: bring in my alcohol. Um and this is my freshman year, so I had somebody bring mine and I still managed to get hammered. But yeah, they now do this thing where it's instead of blue earth blackout, it's like Kato Jam or something and mankato.
1: Because they had to sponsor it, so that the yeah, kids, they
0: had to they moved it in no town liver transplants. Yeah, it was it was low key sketchy. The first one was very like, we're in a weird place and like in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Whose house are we at? We don't know these people. So yeah, we...
1: absolutely. Um, all that to say, um, yes. if taking a shot, so alternate rule number four. Uh, if if uh taking a shot for every penalty is too much for you, um. You know, because we obviously want you to be drinking responsibly. Yes. Um, if that's too much for you, then instead take a shot for every power play goal, of which there have uh, only been uh, an average of about two per game for, the Wild, uh, for either team that the mm-hmm. Wild have played um, the last four or five games. So should be okay. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. Rule number five bit of a throwback but drink every time uh, a player refers to Kevin Gore as K train you know just a <laughs> quick solid thanks K train at the end of it um, rule number six <clears throat> uh, drink whenever somebody mentions that Kirill Kaprizov is injured yes self explanatory oh um, hopefully hopefully everybody's kind of chilled out by now but um, I, I don't anticipate I, doubt that. Uh, I doubt it I doubt it Kind of in the same vein of something that's going to happen, kind of a lot. Uh, drink every time that Wes Walls says something that makes your eyes roll. Um, this is mean, if we're being honest. But I know that yeah. uh, he is disliked by a good chunk of the fan base. I he doesn't really bother me as much, but when he does, uh, when he does get on his like weird tangents and stuff, and you're like, "What are you even talking about, man?" I could go without yeah. those. But I think he does see the game differently. Um, obviously, Ryan Carter is in my. I shouldn't say obviously because it's just my opinion, but Ryan Carter is the best color guy with Lapenta. Absolutely, um, I, I really liked when they had Gigi Marvin on there before. Uh, I don't think she's had done any games this year, but I, I really enjoyed when she was on. I don't dislike when Wes is on, but he does tend to ramble. Not unlike myself, so I really can't talk too much shit.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge like I. I'm not going to say hate West Walls. I, I mean, definitely like, don't I, hate him. No. I don't hate him. No, I don't think anybody hates him. But some of the things he does ah. say, I I, I I, do I do say, like, when he says some things, I'm like, I've looked at my dad before going, what the F did West just say? And he's like, I right. don't know. I'm like, what's yeah. going on?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but Ryan Carter is the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. And finally, um, the final rule of the St. Patrick's wild day drinking game. Finish your drink. If a goalie scores a goal, um, to my knowledge, there have been two goalie goals this year. Yes, both of them are playing in St. Paul on Saturday. Philip Gustafson, Linus Olmark. Let's go. Let's get another goalie goal. Don't even care who it's for.
0: Don't even care. I at this point, I just want to see it. Like yeah, I just I don't even care.
1: And I I think Gus should have had an assist on um uh what's his face's uh Klingberg's uh thing yeah. the other day um, yes. I think he should have had an assist for that. And he, he didn't Russo said that that's not going to happen. So I'm not going to waste any more breath on it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I like the idea of, of, uh, of Philly G being the, the leading scorer among goaltenders.
0: That would be so funny.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. So yeah, that is, uh, those are the rules for the, uh, let's call it the, yeah, the St. Patrick's wild day drinking game. Boom. Let's go. Um, Again, drink responsibly, and yeah, like Marissa said earlier, let us know if you're doing it because uh, we will be, and that'll be fun. That'll be a mess. <laughs> I
0: will be. That will be a mess. Yeah, this could be awesome though.
1: It's gonna be maybe a blast. I should just do
0: it in a bar, go down yeah. somewhere. No, that's probably actually a horrible idea because then I just pay five thousand dollars to get yeah. drunk.
1: No, I'll be I'll be uh, day drinking from the comfort of my home. There you go. Right on. Yeah. Well, that is going to just about do it for us uh, on this week's episode of Wild Takes. But uh, before we end the show, we're going to end, before we formally end the show, we're going to end the show the same way we end every show, by giving our Wild Takes. Um, Voss. Yeah. What is your Wild Take?
0: So, roughly, there's 11 to 15 games before Kirill Kaprizov is back from his injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, I honestly believe that the Wild will win 11 of them.
1: I have faith in this team. I'm assuming that that means you're saying that like if it's 15, there'll be 11. Yes, exactly. Okay, and if it's 11, do you maintain? Will it be seven wins? Yeah. Or will it be more than? Do that? the difference. Do the like. Do the difference. Okay. So if
0: it's if, if it's 15, they're gonna win 11. If it's so you're basically 11,
1: saying they'll lose no less than four games the rest of the way. Yes, exactly. Got it.
0: Thank you Damn. for being the math person. Dev knows I'm not good at math.
1: I do. But um, I make her do it anyway. It's funny.
0: I can't
1: do it. In I'm, my head, I'm not great at it, so let's not pretend that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good. You're better but yeah, than I am. Kid. Basically, you're suggesting that the Wild are going to lose no, no fewer than four games between now and whenever Kir- Kirill Kaprizov returns. Yeah, I think. Um, spicy think they're a wagon. Spicy, 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 spicy. However, that does mean, uh, that the, uh, the Wild point streak without Kaprizov scoring a point would continue, a streak that I have created and would love to see continue. Exactly. All right, awesome. Um, my wild take this week is um, less of a wild take and more just like a, a general announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are already aware uh, of of this, but it is just kind of more of like a like a heads up, and then also just like a wanting to congratulate myself on some sex. I'm going to be a dad, and <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. we we just found out uh, that I. Uh, in late July or early August of this year, uh, my wife and I are going to be welcoming a son into the world. Uh, she did already shoot down the name Kaprizov um, or Kirill. Uh, both of those have been shut down already. Oh, but um, we're really stoked. And the reason that I wanted to mention this you know, now in the pod is because, one, I'm obviously stoked. And, you know, I, I would. Um, yeah, it makes me happy. But uh, two, two uh, is just knowing that we have created a really kick-ass team here at Wild Takes and you, the listeners, have um, been really great too and we really appreciate it and we wouldn't do uh, what we do without you guys. Um, And so I say all that to say that like if in the near future, you know, I've, I've, i I basically what I'm saying is I'm anticipating that I'll be missing a lot more because, you know, I will be raising a child. Uh, we don't have to cross that bridge just yet, but I wanted to just get out ahead of that to let everybody know that uh, if you, you know, to kind of paraphrase the end of the show, if you love the sound of my voice, that's, uh, you know, whatever. But if you hate the sound of my voice, that's a win for you. Hell yeah. That's a dub. Yeah. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, at some point in, uh, you know, four months from now, I'm going to be taking some time off. But so that'll you're also a dad. Be,
0: you're That'll be also dad. That'll also
1: be like in the, like the doldrums of the off season, you know, like no nobody really cares what happens in in the hockey world between like <laughs> roughly July 20th and August 30th. See, exactly. You know. No, you know. Everybody once the July 1 free agency rolls around, there's like a week and a half of excitement and then nobody cares.
0: <laughs> exactly. Nobody and everyone's like I don't care.
1: Yeah. So, all that to say, um Woohoo. That's it. Woo! Um yeah, so uh the the wild takes team already knew. I don't I don't know for sure how somebody found out, but uh I woke up the other day to a couple texts from Marlo. I have no idea how he found out.
0: Uh Uh, Marlo is like I that's why he I think he said something and I was like, What? And we're all like,
1: What? I hadn't posted anything and I actually still haven't, but um by the time you listen to this I will have yeah, I hadn't posted <laughs> anything on, on social media. My wife had, so maybe Marlo follows my wife on Instagram. I don't know. That
0: probably okay. That that has to be it, or else Marlo is like, has you bugged? Like, how's your house bugged? You know what I mean?
1: If he did, he would have he would have known a while ago. We've been keeping mm. it a secret. But yeah, that's um, that is uh gonna do it for this week's episode of Wild Takes. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening to the Wild Takes podcast presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Uh, go give us a follow on social media at wildtakes Ten K. And make sure to follow along with the rest of the 10K stuff as well. If you like this show, tell your friends. And if you hate the show, tell your enemies. That's a win-win for you. And remember, folks, it's not just about working hard and having fun. It's about fucking winning. Stay safe out there, folks. Let's get the go. Out of bed, bitch. go. Get up, get up.